Hello and welcome to another Scottish Premiership season preview podcast on energy sport. Today we take a look at the league's perennial survivors and ask the age-old question, can Hamilton really beat the drop again? My name is Sean McGill and joining me to chat all things Aki's is Ben McNichol, a fellow student journalist who covers Hamilton on his own blog as well as being featured in the Daily Record among other places. Ben, thank you very much for coming on. How are you doing? Uh, very well, mate. Thanks. Um, thanks for having me on. It's no bother at all. So that's quite an odd sort of scenario. A lot of people who've been coming on this have been like podcasters or journalists, but you're still a student yourself. But a lot of Aki's fans sort of look to you for their news. How sort of strange is that for you? I mean, I, I love it. Um, obviously, I just I feel like the media don't cover Hamilton as much as they should, and they don't get as much credit as they deserve. So I like to kind of try bring in my my own opinions and. Hopefully, bring the fans something new and stuff that the media may not bring to them. And like, like I said in the intro, you've been featured in the Daily Record and places like that. How did that come about? Because I don't think that's very common for uh, someone of your age to be writing in the record. No, it's not very common. Uh, I can't miss it. Extremely lucky to kind of have these opportunities to write for the Daily Record, as you said. And it's not just them; it's just a lot of different places. I also write for. Uh, British Dortmund fan page is one of the, the biggest in English language and then obviously I've got a couple of bylines and papers down south and my blog's also going really well at the moment so um, I keep myself really extremely fortunate to be in the position I am and I hope I just gonna, I'm just going to keep my head down and keep working as hard as I can and hopefully more opportunities will arise. Yeah, how did the ones down south come about? Is it you contacting them or they get in touch with you? Because that's a really interesting sort of scenario to be in. Yeah, well, there's a couple of fantastic groups um, that I'm in on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm a, quite a big ground hopper, so I love travelling down south, like to watch a lot of games and take off all the grounds down there. So yep. when I get the opportunity, I just kind of talk to talk to people down there and get their opinions on the games, for example. And then you kind of make a contact out of them and then they'll say, oh, do you want to write for this? And then they say, oh, well, I know somebody from that paper. So, for example, Michael Miller, he moved to Rotherham recently. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I, t- I contacted the the Paul Davis, who was the like the, the head of sport or something down there, and I was like, right, I've got an idea here. Like, obviously, Mikael Miller's just come down. Would you like a fan opinionated piece from a person that has watched every single game that he played in the Hamilton jersey? And he was like, um, I really appreciate you coming to me, and I think that's a fantastic idea. So then, yeah. obviously, I just got a piece kind of written for him, and then just sent it off to him, and thankfully, it made the paper. And it it's just fantastic for me because I can add this to my portfolio for when. Hopefully, I go to university next year, and hopefully, all these opportunities are going to show that I'm willing to do anything to be as successful as I can. Absolutely, mate. Well, we'll talk about Hamilton now. As you said, you've you watch a, a fair amount of them. Um, looking back at last season, how do you look back on that? Because um, obviously, it's hard to sort of judge that whole season as it was curtailed, as we all know. Um, do you think you would have stayed up anyway? What was your feeling about last campaign? I mean, just before, um, I think, obviously, first of all, it was really good to obviously stay up again and defy the odds and annoy everybody, obviously, because they all want us to go down. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so it's it's good to kind of defy the odds and show everybody that we deserve to be here on merit. Um, in terms of the form, like, before we, like, beat Rangers and Kilmarnock, we hadn't won in, like, seven games or something like that. So it was a bit concerning then, but obviously we got that remarkable win at Ibrox and then we backed up with a 90th-minute penalty against Kilmarnock. And, had we not won probably one or two of those games, we would have probably been down. 
So mm-hmm. um, we could probably count ourselves quite fortunate in that in that sense. But I feel like Ross County, for example, they were really really struggling, and I feel like had the season come to a conclusion, they might have been down at the bottom. Do you know what I mean? And Hearts may have got themselves out of it. I don't really think they would have because they'd been so poor over the the whole course of the season. But um, I'm going to back my team and say that we would have stayed up. Yeah, and I'm interested to talk to you about Brian Rice because when he first came into the club, I think there was sort of an emphasis on trying to play a bit more football than Hamilton were perhaps known for. And then last season, it kind of seemed to revert to that more um, traditional sort of in-your-face, hard-tackling style. Would you say that's fair? No, I, th- I think you're bang on. Like, I can remember the first game vividly against Dundee when obviously we'd been watching quite defensive football under Martin Cannon for the last three or four years when he was in charge. But the first game against Dundee when Brian Rice came in, like the fans were on the edge of their seats like the whole game. Like we were just attacking, attacking, attacking. And we actually nearly lost the game, but we managed to, to get a draw out of it because Daz scored like a wonder strike. Um but last time last season it was the fans were getting a wee bit frustrated about sitting defensive and stuff like that. But I think we're kinda used to it by now. Like I don't I don't mind it personally. I'll do anything just to get results out of the games. I'd, Obviously, against the likes of your Ross Counties and St Mirrens, you want to go for it. And that's when fans will get frustrated if we don't go for it against teams that we should be winning against. But if you go to a way to like Hibs or, I don't know, even Mullow, who were in form last year, you're happy to take a draw. Do you know what I mean? We're not very good on the road. and it's, it's I think we've only won two or three away games last season. But our first and away win didn't come until the game against Mullow in December. So any point for Aki's in the road is a good point. So... I'd agree with that. And do you feel like um, Rice does try and play a bit more football in those games against maybe the teams around you, but then in those bigger games it is a case of sort of um, keeping it tight? Yeah, yeah, i probably agree with that. But there is sometimes against the, the lesser teams where we don't go for it as much as we should have. And I think that's what frustrates the fans. Like last season, for example, we could beat off St Mirren at home, St Johnson at home. We were held to a draw against Ross County. Then we got hammered in Dingwall on the first day of the season, and fact we didn't even like really compete in those games, which was the most disappointing thing. And I think that's when fans were kind of getting frustrated. And I'm pretty sure we also lost four two at home to Livingston last season, which obviously Livingston are a very good team, but we shouldn't be conceding four goals at home against them. If you know what I mean? Yeah, and we talk about how good Hamilton are defensively. What makes them so good? Because it's easy to say you can chuck. Um, 11 men behind the ball and that's hard to break down but it, it needs more than that so how how does Brian Rice have them drilled to make sure that they do really frustrate teams when they come to um, come to Hamilton? I mean I feel like obviously since the, Mark, when we had Martin Cannon in charge like when we conceded one goal or something we're kind of capitulating and just conceding four or five and it happened quite quite like quite a lot if you know what I mean so uh, Brian Rice, I don't think we conceded. We only conceded like more than four goals, maybe two or three times last season, which is is much better. And we're always in games. And when Brian Rice, when we go behind under Brian Rice, I feel like we've always got a chance of coming back and getting something. Like for example, I was talking about when we won at Motherwell. Like when when we went one 0 down after about five minutes in that game, we were like, how many is this going to be? Do you know what I mean? But we came back in the second half and we played the best half of football that I've seen us play in a, a long time. And Obviously, we managed to, to get the win on that occasion. And like you said when um, you are talking about why you sort of cover Hamilton, it's not just because you're a Hamilton fan, but because there's a gap in the market because the media don't really talk about them that much. Do you think there is that sort of harsh rap from the media and fans, like you said, that um, 
fans want to see Hamilton go down. How does that feel to sort of be the the underdog in that situation? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't bother me personally. Like, I'm 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 used to it by now, and I'm pretty sure most Hamilton fans are used to it by now. Uh, they they don't want us obviously like because they're not a fan of the the plastic surfaces and obviously the the lower attendances, but. Uh, as I say, the fans don't win the games and I feel like we're there on merit because we're good enough to be there because other teams can't put us down, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And Year on year, people sort of tip Hamilton to go down for relegation and when I've been talking to people during this series, they've sort of been saying to me, um, I don't like to tip Hamilton for relegation because they always defy the odds, but this season, it does seem as though the squad has been really, really sort of stripped to the bare bones. Um, which players do you think will be missed the most? Because it has been quite a mass exodus uh, over the summer. Yeah, it, yeah, it's been it's been a tough summer. Obviously, we've lost um, Gogic and we've lost McGowan, and then we've got Southwood returning to Redden, and then we've got who else? We've lost, we've lost Miller and Oakley as well. They're all going to be like obviously hard to replace. Um, I think Gogic and McGowan will probably be the hardest to replace because Gogic was one of our probably if not the best player that we had last season. Um, he was just fantastic. And the same for uh, McGowan. He was like a fan's favourite and he, he, he bled red and white. Do you know what I mean? He absolutely loved Hamilton and um, leaving for Kelly was a bit of a blow. But um, I think it's it's obviously still a bit of a step up. It's Some fans have looked at it it's kind of as a sideboard step, but I believe it's kind of still a smaller step up from Hamilton. And um, I think there was things going on as well behind the scenes that I'm not really sure about. But um, obviously it wasn't wanting to stay Hamilton and if we just got to let him go and move on because we're, we're kind of used to people moving on by now. Yeah. And when you talk about Gogic, I'm interested to talk to you more about him. What made him such a success at Hamilton? Because he did really seem to sort of just epitomise everything that that club's about. Yeah, he he was brilliant. Like, he just he was just a warrior. Like I loved Gogic and he was he's a fantastic player. And, I think him signing for Hibs is perfect for him because I think he's suited to Scottish football because he just loves running around like kind of the back area and just cleaning up everything. If you look at his heat map from last last season, he was in he was in all sorts of positions like centre half, and I think that's something that Hibs have been crying out for ever since. I think Marvin Bartley was kind of wrongly released. Um, I think it was under Paul Heckingbottom. I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. I think that he was he's kind of the sign that they need and. Hibs can keep themselves really lucky to, to have someone like Gogic. Some people may put question marks over um, Gogic fitting into a Jack Ross side because Hamilton obviously don't have a lot of the ball. I think it's the least amount of possession in the in the Premiership last season, whereas Jack Ross sides quite like to be on the ball. Do you think that's, um, from what you've seen of Gogic, do you think that's something to be concerned about or do you think he has the technical ability to be a success at Easter Road? Yeah, I think that's an interesting point because a lot of Hamilton fans criticised Gogic on the ball and they think they couldn't he couldn't pass a ball. Um, right. But I done I done quite a, an in depth research of him in, on the Y Scout last year and his passing stats were actually not that bad because Hamilton have kind of got a tendency of kind of just punting the ball forward towards the big target men and Marius Ogunpo and David Moyle. So I don't think the the passing stats for Aki's players, especially defenders do, do them justice. So I think that he will be able to fit in and I think he'll, he'll be a success. And earlier on you were talking about uh, Mikael Miller going down to Rotherham and while that's benefited you in a personal sense in terms of getting stuff published down south, um, where does that leave 
Hamilton on the pitch because that's one of the sort of uh, key forward players you've had over the last few years. Yeah, so Miller, he was he was a fantastic player went on his day, and I think his problem was a bit inconsistency. But on his day, he was he was a fantastic player, and it's like a big jump up to the championship, if you know what I mean. But I think he'll I think he'll be able to to make it, and I think it's something that Rotherham needed as well because I think they've only got uh, one wide player, so and it's something that their their manager really wants to add to. So um, we're obviously trying to look to replace that area, and I think we've got. A couple of trials in at the moment. I think we're close to signing uh, Justin Johnson, who used to play with um, Dundee United and stuff like that under Jackie McNamara. So, um, from what Brian Rice was saying the other day, and on the record, they was sounded like he was doing really, really well. And him and another striker, uh, Dundee Obolabi, is set to be offered deals in the coming days. I think. You've also mentioned um, Luke Southwood heading back to Red, and he was fantastic in his spell at Hamilton and Owen from Williams looks like he's heading to um, Dunfermline as it as well. Um, so are you sort of really in the market for a goalkeeper now, do you feel? Uh, I hope we are, but I don't think we actually are. That's what I've got right. a feeling that we're, we're content with Ryan Fulton and uh, Kyle Gurley at the moment. Um, obviously Fawns looks like he's going to Dunfermline and it's kind of just not worked out from him. I mean, he was all right at the start when he signed for Williams, but then when it came to the league action, he was just making mistake after mistake. And it wasn't until November that Luke Southwood actually came into the squad against Rangers, I think it was. And he, he thought he had absolutely no chance of getting his place back. And I think that's why he went out and loan in January to, to Dunfermline, because Southwood was coming back and it was just going to look like he was going to play um, every game again. But Fulton, he's kind of been out for a long time with like injuries um, and people always remember him for the, the mistake obviously he, they made two hours at Celtic and he's already been talking about how he's looking to put that right this weekend obviously we've been playing him on Sunday um, I'm not sure on him I mean I think I watched a couple of the highlights from the game against Mullow at the weekend and it was far from convincing and I really really do hope we send a goalkeeper obviously I had penned a transfer targets article about a month ago and I had Ross doing as the keeper that could potentially do something for us but mm-hmm. it was like Ross County have got in before us as always like it seems to be that teams get in before us and they sign the players that we could potentially need to and another example is Marcus Fraser he could uh, he would have been like a perfect signing in my opinion because obviously we need a right back to replace McGowan and then we need a centre half as well in my opinion so He's so versatile and he could have done the right back and the centre half, but again, we've lost out and we'll need to replace him as soon as we can. Why do you think that is that um, the other teams around you seem to be getting players before Hamilton? Do you think it's that the club aren't sort of on the ball enough in terms of identifying these targets, or is it more a case of they're asking the players, but then maybe they don't find Hamilton the most appealing prospect? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. Like, obviously, probably money plays a big part because we yeah. don't probably offer as much as the likes of sit and stuff. And I wouldn't like to say anything bad about people behind the scenes at Hamilton because they're all fantastic people. So um, I don't know if it's about being on the ball. Um, sometimes it just looks too obvious, and maybe Hamilton fans and myself included think that we've got a high chance of getting somebody when realistically we've probably got next to no chance. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah. Players like Marcus Fraser would obviously been in a fantastic addition, and, uh, and obviously if 
we had to, we, we, I'm pretty sure that if we were going to sign somebody like that, it would have been done. Do you know what I mean? Um, it would have been done by now, yeah. Yeah, and in terms of the signings who have um, come into Hamilton, uh, who that group is sort of exciting you the most? Um, I mean, Ross Callahan. I feel like he's a player that didn't get enough game time at St Johnston. Um, I mean, he's, he's quality. That's what a lot of St Johnston fans said. They feel like he didn't get an, enough time and he was about the sixth or seventh choice midfielder. So I feel like he can come in and do a job and then Charlie Trafford, I mean, he's he's got to make the, the step up from the championship, which will, will be interesting because I like to see Aki stepping into the lower leagues, especially in Scotland, because they know the game in Scotland. So it's completely mm-hmm. different to, to England. Obviously, I, I mean, we've signed, we're hopefully going to sign that Tunde Olabi from um, FC United of Manchester. I think he, he scored like 35 goals last season, which is unbelievable because I think he was actually the highest scorer in the whole of England last year, which is Something well, you don't get often as an Aki fan. Like we normally sign a striker that's probably scored thirty-five goals in his whole career. Never mind <laughs> thirty-five goals in one season. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what he can do if if they both sign that is, and um, hopefully we can just don't know, just keep going and hopefully stay up again next season. Where else are you thinking that Aki still need to improve? We mentioned maybe the defence and goalkeeper there, but are there any other areas that you think that? You're still looking for additions. I think we need. I think we need a centre half. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of a couple of the defenders um, personally. Um, Easton. I mean, he's he's fantastic, but he's he's a bit injury prone. I mean, somebody like Sam Stubbs. He was he was so so good, and I really loved watching him. But un- unfortunately for us, he kind of got pulled a bit early from his loan from Middlesbrough to go out and play under Alan Pardew, Ado Denhag, but. Somebody like him would be fantastic, but I really think we're going to wait until the English loan market kind of opens fully and then kind of go down there and maybe try to get a favour from Norwich or that, maybe Alec Neal at Preston or something, do you know what I mean? Something like that. And um, I've actually pinpointed uh, a defender in my transfer targets from, from Norwich called uh, Timu Odessina. He was like on loan at Hartlepool last season and he looked really, really good and somebody potentially could fit out our needs. Do you, in terms of saying a centre half, do you think that's just someone to partner Jamie Hamilton? Are you quite confident in his abilities to sort of um, really be a rock in that Hamilton defence? No, Jamie is an exceptional talent and he's he's one of many. But you don't want to put all the pressure on him. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't. I think that's how people's like confidence can get destroyed. Do you know what I mean? Like obviously there was incidents where three or four red cards last season, and um, you wouldn't want to put all the pressure on him again. And I really do feel like we need a centre-half to kind of come in and support Jamie alongside Easton. You mentioned there being lots of fantastic talents at Hamilton, and that's what they're known for. Um, who are the sort of players we should be getting excited about or have been getting excited about over the past couple of years? Well, I mean, Aki's have got fantastic youth academy and they're, they're so successful. Um, just now, probably the, the most exciting ones is probably Lewis Smith, who's kind of getting his, his break into the team and I mean, Andy Winter, he's, he looks pretty good as well. Obviously, he got his goal on, on debut against Edinburgh City in the Scottish Cup. And I feel like this season he's going to get a lot more game time. Um, I don't know. So I feel like he might get a lot more game time and hopefully he can score a couple more goals this season because he's a fantastic striker. And obviously, after watching him and Lewis and the UEFA Youth League in Basel and uh, Denmark, it kind of shows that they've, they've got the quality to, to be in the first team. 
And how do Aki's consistently produce these great youth players? Because it goes back to sort of the first ones you think of are your likes of uh, James McCarthy and James MacArthur, who are now both in the same team at Crystal Palace. But it just seems to be almost like a conveyor belt of great youth prospects. Yeah, well, I mean, George Cairns and the backroom team behind him and all do a fantastic job in getting these youth players. But the thing with Aki's is if the players are good enough, like, no matter their age, they'll, they'll get a chance to play in the first team. And I feel like in Scotland, there's some managers and teams that will hold back and play in these youngsters when they should actually be getting a chance. Do you know what I mean? So um, I feel like Aki's are doing a really good job. And if they are good enough, they should be able to play no matter their age. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and thinking ahead to the new season, what does Asaki say need to do to make sure that they do that again, that they can beat the drop? Uh, I think we've got to get a couple of signings in, first and foremost. As you said, I think we need a goalkeeper and a right-back and a defender. But from what I've seen so far, obviously, the Rangers pre-season and Hibs and Motherwell and St Mirren, obviously, from the view of the shopping trolley, um, <laughs> that was... Uh, We've played really well in those games and obviously they don't really mean much, i.e. bounce games, but we've looked really good and we've looked quite, I don't know, I feel like we've looked quite good actually, but I feel like a couple of signings will strengthen us even more and I think we'll mount a a good enough challenge to the likes of Ross County and St Mirren and maybe even Livingston who will all be down there fighting next season. Tell people about that, the the shopping trolley, in case they don't follow you on social media because it was quite an amusing uh, tweet from you. Yeah, it was a it was a great day, and I'll I'll never forget it. Um, obviously, I got a text the night before saying uh, Hamilton are playing against Sibbourne tomorrow in a pre-season friendly, and we should all definitely go up and watch this from the shopping trolley. So like, great cool. But uh, I didn't actually expect to stand where I was. I was just going to kind of go to the wee hill beside the train station, but I got round there and I went round to the the back of B and M, and obviously picked up a shopping trolley, and um, I just walked around beside the lorries, like where the lorries come into deliver stuff and I bumped into about 10, 10 or 15 Aki's fans there was actually a couple of St Mirren fans as well who all had the same idea and we all kind of <laughs> we all kind of just stood in the shop and the view was excellent I'd never expected to get as good a view as I did and um, it was excellent and I don't know I just obviously you'll never get to do that again and it'll be a good memory Is it not quite scary though I can imagine standing in a shop and trolley being quite precarious yeah, it was quite scary. It was one of those ones that the wee, the wee ones are even higher up as well. So, um, I mean, there was a fence in front of you right enough and if anything, you fell in the stadium, so it wasn't it wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was excellent. Obviously, the, the bad thing was there was hundreds of this paint, like, this, I don't know, it's, oh, I can't remember the name for it. It was like, this paint is like never dries and obviously we end up getting that on our clothes and hands and stuff like that because it's there for a reason, obviously, so people don't stand there to, to watch the games, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I, had to, I had to suffer some calls for it, like some of my good calls, but it was worth it in the end to, to watch a pre-season friendly against the Mirren. See, Hamilton get slagged by other fans for having a, a supermarket as one of their stands, but it clearly has its benefits, so. <laughs> no, exactly, um, man. That's what I mean. People are always wondering about the, the Sainsbury's and <laughs> even the gazebo. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure had any fan had the opportunity to do that, they would have probably done it. And, uh, I knew it was going to come in good use at one time, you know what I mean? Like, people can slag all they want, but obviously it's got a fantastic opportunity there to, to watch a game, and obviously I just knew it was going to happen one day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, is survival the only goal for Aki's this year? Because, I mean, as much as a club of that size 
um, staying in the league is a massive achievement. You do get the impression that maybe some other things uh, fans would like to see, maybe like a different style of play or maybe a wee cup run. Do you think that comes into thinking at all this year or because we're in such a strange time that's literally just stay in the league? The main goal for Rackies is always to stay in the league, but um, personally, I'd, I'd love to see a cup run. Um, I love the likes of the Scottish Cup and the Betfred Cup, and I actually probably like them a bit more than the league. Um, I just mm-hmm. love travelling as, I don't know, obviously I said I was a ground hopper earlier on, so I just love travelling to all these kind of smaller grounds and ticking off them, like off my list. I'm not far off of completing the whole 42, so... Wow. I just kind of love travelling to the likes, even even like the likes of Albion Rovers and Airdrie, which is what you're probably more likely to get in the Betfred Cup because of the way it's regionalised. But um, I just love the Scottish Cup and obviously we've not had a really good results in the last four or five years, i.e. Annan and stuff like that. But um, I mean, if I could ask for anything, it'd be survival and a wee cup run because I know that we are capable of it because obviously we got to the, the quarterfinals against Rangers at Ibrox, so couple of years ago and we were kind of cheated out on that occasion because Fallingham handed the ball outside the box and then Joey Garner assaulted Doug Emery so there should have been a, probably a couple of, couple of red cards on that occasion and we probably wouldn't have lost 6-0 I think it was. We've been asking all our guests for their predictions for their sides for the season coming up so what's your gut instinct? Do you think that Aki's will have enough despite the mass exodus, despite a thin squad? Do you think they can they can defy the odds again. Yeah, I've I've not I've not looked at it in depth yet of my prediction, but I probably will get out in the, the coming days. Um, I think that we will survive. I've got to back my team now. I do think we'll survive. I think that the likes of Ross County could could struggle this year because I was saying earlier on that had the season continued, I think they would have been really really struggling because they were in such a poor run of form, and they were probably one of the teams that benefited most from the season getting cur- curtailed early. Um St Mirren, I mean they've they've kinda they've got a really good defensive line. They've signed fantastic defenders, but from what I watched obviously against that preseason friendly, they didn't offer a lot up front. I mean, there was that wee Mirayos, he was he was all right, but the rest wasn't anything to get you excited about in the midfield as well. So um I'm gonna say that we'll finish obviously I think we'll finish eighth or ninth. Big shout. Um, well, Ben, thank you very much for coming on. Before I let you go, do you want to let people know where they can find you on social media and stuff like that? And if you've got any anything else you want to um, let people know about, then go for it. Yeah, so my blog is, uh, it's in the link of my Twitter bio and it's at Ben under slash HGFC18. And on that blog, again, I just post content. It's not just Scottish football. Um, I like to do content from around the world as well. So I've got interviews with people from Germany and then I've said one from Belarus that I was watching during the lockdown which I thought was quite interesting and then in the coming days I've got an interview coming up with an Olympiacos player which I thought was quite interesting uh, that yeah. a lot of people don't know about and um, it may or may not be able to be eligible to play for Scotland as well so um, if you just kind of tune in and I obviously appreciate any kind of views and um, any just kind of supporting um, yeah thanks Yep, sounds absolutely fantastic. I'll definitely check that out. Thank you again for coming on, Ben, and thanks to you for listening to this Scottish Premiership Season Preview podcast on Energy Sport. Uh, please check us out on Twitter, that's at ENRG Sport, and don't forget the website, energysport.net, to see the latest from our fantastic team of writers and podcasters. We hope you'll join us again, and until then, cheers for listening. See you.